welcome back to the Sunday Recap. This is Mitch Green, and this week we are flying dose. I don't think <laughs> that's a phrase. Flying dose. But with uh, me and Mr. Calvert. Yes, pumped to be here. The, the Not the old one in our church, the, <laughs> young, the young Mr. Yeah, Calvert. The, young the youngest Calvert. one. Technically, right. we've got all three. So, yeah. Yeah. Luke, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. We finally got... Uh, Student ministry stuff uh, for the summer settled down and prepared and ready to rock and roll. So I'm excited to kind well, of promo why, why that. Don't you, why don't you tell the world what's going on? Yeah. What are we doing? It's like a classic podcast move there. <laughs> uh, can I talk about this, please? Let me say something about it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, super excited. We just now posted our summer camp stuff for middle school and high school uh, students on the on the website. You can go to the student page on the website and find that. But man, it's, it, I just absolutely love summer camp. I go we got to do a, a version of that this past summer, but being at, at church, it's hard to kind of retreat and get away with your students and really love on them for a full week. We can only be with them for a couple of days and we're wearing masks and we didn't have the pool or the zip line or, you know, we don't, we didn't go whitewater rafting like we're going to with the high school students. So, um, CIY move in, in Cleveland, Tennessee is just an awesome time for our high school students in camp Allendale every, I mean, I think this is like our sixth or seventh year going in a row, and it, Camp Allendale is just awesome. So um, if you have a, a middle schooler or a high schooler, make sure on March 1st you're looking for those signups to go live. And if you just want to check out what we're doing, go to the website. And uh, summer camps, are, I know it seems far away, but that stuff can Yeah, so, so what so I would fast. say is like right now we're at the point where what's important to do is put the dates in your calendar. Mm-hmm. We're saying block out that week and try not to plan anything else around it. Not, no, no, not, no, 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 no. Let me re- let's, let's rephrase that. Don't plan anything. Don't plan that week. anything around it. <laughs> yeah. Block out the week. Let's get ready to go for summer camp. Exactly. So yeah. that's going to be super exciting. Before we jump into the podcast, we're going to state the obvious. I said Luke and I are here. Chris and Ariel, that means that they're not. Yes. So they're both out today um, doing things. If, if you knew it or not, we record this on Tuesdays and it is frigid cold and kids are not going to school today. And so they are both home. But and also, you probably are curious. We are in the coldest room in the church. That's true. Uh, so Luke is currently wearing a coat, and I am constantly pulling my sleeves down mm-hmm. just to make sure I can stay warm. So we set the scene for the podcast. <laughs> I think we're ready to go. Let's do it. All right. So this week, Pastor Scott um, jumped into a brand new series for our church. This is called Living in the overflow. And so Luke, you want to take a crack at just talking about what we're doing in this series, how it's going to work, all the details that he mentioned up front? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we got in in our preaching team meeting, which another pull back the veil a little bit, kind of a fun thing is that Scott kind of gave the preaching team a vision about he really wants to keep in front of our people the goodness of God. And I know because of the tumultuous times we've been in, it's nice to come back for a three to four pocket uh, kind of short sermon series each season, you know, coming back in the summer, going back into the winter time, and hitting this in the fall of all just kind of three to four weeks of the goodness of God and sitting in Psalm chapter 23 and just reminding us to sit in the goodness of the Lord um, in different seasons of our church's life in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what what we're recognizing as pastors is that um, everyone is tired. Everybody is just restless. Um, We thought that maybe the virus would be over, things would be back to normal, or we'd at least have a new normal. And yet here we find ourselves feeling like we're in the same, you know, crazy house that we were in last year this Mm -hmm. time. 
And so I think as a church, we're really trying to say that while we could just do nine weeks of this series in a row, it would be better fit to say, how do we break this up into three different sections over the year um, and look at Psalm 23? But but this week, um, Scott really looked at Psalm 100 just to lay the groundwork for the goodness of God. And so, Luke, would you be willing to read that for us as we jump in? All right, Psalm 100, 1 through 15. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. He is steadfast with love. He endures forever in his faithfulness to all generations. No, thanks for that, Luke. So, you know, Pastor Scott had three points this Sunday. The first was that I become ungrateful. The second was that I stop praying. And the third is that I stop trusting. And all of these are, what do I do when I forget about the goodness of God? And Luke, I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, as I was reflecting upon this, I was thinking about what are the things in my life that caused me to personally drift away from reflecting upon God's goodness? I mean, was was you were listening to Scott, was there anything that came to your mind that you're like, okay, this is this is me in that season. This is what that looks like. Yeah, I think I think one of the main things for me is um, in the mundane. I think that's what I've, I've my my walk with Christ in the mundane is really where I've struggled. To be completely honest with you, um, in the most uh, roller coaster moments in my life, either the highs of the highs or the lows of the lows, that's when I seek the Lord the most. But it's in the mundane, and goodness gracious, in quarantine, did we not have just an unbelievable <laughs> amount of mundane, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're just, just. I remember just sitting at home for months on end, doing too many Zoom calls, and I think we're still kind of getting the aftermath of all that. You know, some teachers are still doing virtual stuff. A ton of corporate America is still at home on virtual calls. I mean, maybe sitting in their PJs and their, you know, maybe their tie on <laughs> on the torso, but the PJs on the feet. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the things that's really hard for me. And I think we're all just kind of swimming in the mundane right now. And that's been, that's been difficult. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think, I think it's so easy to think about how God has blessed us immensely when we can compare our blessings to other people, but that's not necessarily the healthiest thing to do, you know? And so what you're saying, you know, in a, in a small sense, it's like, if I'm traveling on a mission trip and I see the way that other people have to live, I often go, oh man, I'm so blessed. But the reality is, is that we're blessed all the time. I was actually just last night, I was working on a seminary assignment and I was reading through Philippians and, you know, Paul in the first section of this chapter, he's describing um, three different ways that people work for the gospel. And he's laying out who he is in his ministry. And the first thing he says that, you know, there are people that, you know, they're preaching the gospel, but they're preaching it out of selfish intent. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they believe the gospel, but mainly because of what it provides to them. Right. And then the second category of people, he talks about the people that they're actually um, doing the work of the gospel, the gospel spreading, they're evangelizing, and they're actively doing it. What's really, really interesting is when Paul gets to talk about himself, he talks about how his role in this is defending the gospel. Mm. And what he really is talking about, though, is that but Paul in his imprisonment, so as he sits in prison, he's actually defending the gospel by the way that he's trusting in God in this situation, mm. Mm. which is incredible to think about. You know, you always think about, you know, Paul's ministry was primarily for the spread of the gospel, but he's like, actually, the work of the gospel in most of his life 
was to suffer for Christ in prison mm. and submit himself before God and trust in him and his goodness always. And so I think I think what we're really all seeking for as we grow into Christ's likeness is to be able to trust in the goodness of God regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Mm. And so I want to ask you this question. So again, Scott gave us three, you know, three points. He said, I become ungrateful, I stop praying, and I stop trusting. And for all the listeners, you're going to be like, these dudes are bouncing around all day. Sorry, this is just how we talk. Yeah, we, we, Chris, yeah. Chris is the one that keeps everything on, you know, on track. We're just, we're just out here. Yeah, just the man is linear. Talking, he keeps us disciplined. <laughs> but but I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question that might throw us for a loop here. So Scott gave us these three points. He mm. said, I become ungrateful. I stop praying and I stop trusting. I think for all of us in the room, we do all of these things at some time in our life. But for you, what would you say is the one that, you know, this is the one that I drift into the most when I start to lose trust in God? Yeah, I I, I think it's my prayer life is a pretty easy um, litmus test for where my faith is, mm. if I had to be completely honest with you. Like, there are just seasons of my life where I'm just on my knees and my knees are calloused because I'm I'm praying to the Lord, not literally, but figuratively. And I'm just really relying on the Lord and um, turning to him with everything. And then there are seasons of my life where, like I said, the mundane kind of gets me. It kind of trips me up because, um, and Scott mentioned this plenty time, plenty of times on Sunday, is I begin to think, I got this. You know, I got, I'll be just fine. Like, you know, he's he, one thing that he said that was so important was to the businessman, to the entrepreneur, right? Who built this business from the ground up with his own two hands. And Scott's like, well, who gave you those hands? Yeah. And to the guy who started at the bottom of the company and through his blood, sweat and tears got to the top of the company. Well, who gave you the blood, the sweat and the tears? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's so good. And, he, he said something uh, when talking about uh, I stop trusting and I stop praying, and uh, specifically the one he talks about praying, he gives a Charles Spurgeon quote. And this is what Spurgeon says on this topic, and I thought this was just money. He said, I've learned to kiss the waves that throws me up against the rock of ages. Yeah. And as Christ, our rock, those those big waves and what seems like we've lost our footing and we have no idea what's going on in the world. How many times in those times do we turn to the Lord in prayer? Yeah. Right now we don't want to treat him like a genie. Okay. Give me the three wishes and hopefully one hits. Which he talks about, which he does. God's not a vending machine. He makes sure we understand that. But the waves of life, um, sometimes are seen and can can be used as a blessing from the Lord that, you know what? I do need to stop and rely on the Lord in this season uh, and then, so I, so in, for me personally, quarantine turned from mundane and not interested and not growing to a desperate need for the father, because I, for, I was, I was being, I was reminded of how much I've kind of just slipped away and stopped praying and trusting and being grateful. Yeah. Luke, you said something that I think is, is really helpful, um, that speaks against our tendency in our flesh when we hear a sermon like this. I think sometimes that, once someone starts to say, you know, well, when you're not trusting in God, you become ungrateful, our, we start to defend our actions and ourselves. And we start to say, well, that, well, look at what's going on in my life. If you were going through this, you would act the exact same way. 
And I think what you said is we actually need to look at those things as a litmus test to tell us how are we relying in God. Those things don't necessarily mean that you're relying in God anymore, but they probably Mm. tell you something about how you're relating to God. And so if you looked at these questions and you're like, well, of course I stopped praying because God's never giving me the thing that I want. Or you said, you know, why would I trust in God? I never get these things. Well, what if you spun it around and you said, what does the fact that you're not trusting in God say about the way that you're relating to him? What does the fact that you constantly become ungrateful say about the way that you're relating everything else that God's given to you? And so I think it's good for us you know, from time to time, especially as we're beginning to dive in to looking at the character of God um, and how Scott says, you know, that the goodness of God really can just describe all of his attributes in one. It's a summation of all those things that we begin by recognizing what are the things that prevent us from trusting in God. And so, Luke, I'm there with you. I think for me, my prayer life is a good litmus test and not even so much, am I praying or am I not? Sometimes I even need to repeat my prayers back to me because I can see that in my prayers, oh, I'm not trusting in God. And I'm <laughs> not know? being, I'm grateful. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, yeah, I might bring myself to the place where I'll actually approach God yeah. and I'll lay things before him. But it's like my prayers can even reveal my spirit in a situation before God. Am I trusting in him with this? And so I think I think that's spot on. I think that's similar for me yeah. that the language in my prayers even tells me something yeah. about am I trusting in God. Yeah, and, and before we move on to the next portion of where Scott was kind of heading, uh, speaking about uh, going into left field here on this podcast, we might as well just go all the way. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity, if you're listening to this, I'm just going to read back through Psalms 100, 1 through 15. And if this is something that you've not been grateful lately, or you've kind of just been on edge, or you've not been trusting, or your prayer life has been lacking, man, take this posture. And 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 maybe you need to you know, print off Psalm 100, 1 through 15. Remind yourself of all the things, because this is a posture of prayer. This is a posture of trusting. This is a posture of standing up and, you know, and, and praying and, and, and being grateful to what the Lord has done. So just hear this. If this is what you need today, then, 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 then just listen to this verse again. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfastness, his love endures forever and his faithfulness to all the generations. Amen, right? Like that, yeah. let's just, just take an opportunity. And I want to sit in that, you know, if, if that's what you need, rewind this thing back and listen to it again. If that's what you need for today. So if I'm going to listen to it again, I'm going to pick like a, like a Morgan Freeman voice yeah, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. something yeah. other than Luke Calvert. Although Luke Calvert on the mic, man, it's, it's a nice <laughs> low hum, you know, so it changes my octave like four steps down. <laughs> Luke, I think, I think, again, it's so important up front as we're diving into this series that we understand the tendency in our flesh to trust in things outside of God and how maybe how we're responding to God in these three areas is actually a reflection of how we relate to him. And so if you, you know, looked at the past year and you said, how was my spirit? How was I sitting? How was I trusting in God? 
Well, I think our hope for you would be that going forward, we could grow a trust in God that's not defined by our circumstances, that's not defined by the things that are going on around us. Again, we're not doing this out of guilt. We're doing this out of encouragement, yeah. is that we want to encourage one another as we go forward in what we know is not going to be you know, the easiest year of our lives. Right. 2021, the ball didn't drop, and now here it is, and everything's better. But we're going forward, and we're going forward together saying that, you know what, we're going to trust in God even in ways that we probably didn't trust in him last year. And we're going to submit these things before him. And so I think that's great. So second half of Scott's sermon, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to turn there now. And um, I want to, again, we keep saying we pull back the veil. I think Luke and I just love to be like, this is, you know, we're young pastors. And so for us, we love to think about, okay, what is he, you know, what is he doing here? You know, in this sermon, and we know we're, again, we have preaching team and stuff, but you know, one of the things that I love that Scott did in the second half of this sermon, as I, one, I'm just doing simple math. He gave us nine points mm. and we have nine weeks in this series. So I'm assuming that Scott began to dive in. What are the nine things that we're going to cover over the next you know, nine weeks as we dive through this series? So again, we're going to do three weeks here in February. I think we're going to do three weeks in June. And then we're going to do three weeks, I believe, sometime in the fall. I don't know exactly what mm-hmm. he said, but sometime in the fall. And, I, and we're going to look at Psalm 23. And I'll be honest with you, Luke, something small. Before we get into Psalm 23, I was, um, you know, we had a we had a bridal sh- uh, bridal shower, we had a baby shower um, for JC back at her hometown. You know, a small gathering with some friends, and and I love books in general, but I love kids' books. <laughs> and honestly, someone bought us this book, and this was by far my favorite, you know, book that I was reading that got given to us this week. And it was it was a book called, you know, He is My Shepherd. <laughs> And I was just reminded, and maybe I'll share the title next week as we go through this series in case you're interested for, you know, a way how to bring this to your kids. But I'm reading this book and I'm like, man, this is so good. Like so foundational for us to understand that no matter what we're going through in life, the highs, the lows, that we're being guided Mm -hmm. by the great shepherd. Um, And we need to understand that as such from the moment of birth, you know, and the moment that we move on, that the Lord is guiding us that we're trusting in him, that we're leaning into him. And and I, as I read it, you know, not even thinking about it in light of the series, I was like, man, I am going to come back to this book, not just for this kid, mm-hmm. but for me, yeah. you know, that, that we need to, you know, continue to remind ourselves who is guiding our lives, who is shaping us, mm-hmm. who is forming us. And so um, Scott dives in and he gives nine principles as he closes out his sermon. And he says, because God is good, blank. And so the first one, he says that because God is good, he provides all that I need. And again, he's drawing from the beginning of this. This is verse one, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm. And I think I'm similar to Scott where, you know, Scott says the first time he heard this verse or the first time he was addressing it, he was kind of like, wait, so he doesn't want the shepherd. Like, is that what he's talking Mm. about? No, the picture here that we're being given is that, you know, you, there's, there's a, longing for things of this world, and then there's fulfillment in the relationship that we have with God. And what we're transitioning to once we understand our relationship with the shepherd is that all these other things become secondary, that we don't care about these things anymore, Mm -hmm. because ultimately we know that our relationship with the God is the only thing that is eternal, um, it's the only steady foundation that we have. And so we trust in God with all these things of our lives, but it's really like everything else becomes secondary. Yeah. You know, you could take it away and I would be fine with just that. And I think that's what God is growing us into, the peace that he has for yeah. us. And so what was the second one, Luke, that, that he went through there? Yeah, because God is good, he gives me rest. 
Uh, and this is, this is something I'm very passionate about, uh, is resting in the Lord and what that looks like. It's not a passive rest, um, but it's an active rest, that we're actively resting in the Father. Uh, wherever we go, whatever we're doing, and this kind of coincides with the first one, um, is that he provides all that I want, so therefore I rest in the goodness of the Lord, that he is my provider, that he is sufficient, I am not. And that's one of the greatest blessings of the Christian life is that we just, it is no longer I who live, mm-hmm. but Christ who lives in me. Yeah, and Luke, it, I, sorry, I, didn't no, mean to, I apologize for cutting you off, but I want to I want to kind of throw something over to you. You know, for me in quarantine, when it all began, my natural inkling was like, as I had more free time, it was to try to fill it up with good projects and things to do. Because it was like, I couldn't handle the restlessness it like rest for me meant that I was going to have to deal with my restless spirit. Mm-hmm. So it was better just to fill my time with all these things. And honestly, um, that caught up with me pretty quick. And I know you and I both, you know, we've really been working over the past year to say, what are some disciplines that we can put in our life that force us to slow down? And one of them is what you do every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. you know, with your wife. And I don't know if you want to share a little yeah. bit about that with people. Yeah. So we just, uh, it's simple for us. We just call it Saturday, Saturday morning breakfast. And that's just kind of sacred time for us. Like, um, uh, just that's no touch time because, um, Monday through Friday, either I'm working or she's working. Um, and I work on Sundays. So Saturdays are kind of like our holy grail, uh, and so we can't. We don't want to. We don't want to touch the calendar on that day. Uh, we, we, we go to more. We go to breakfast uh, at Ann's uh, in Franklin, and we kind of just have a slow morning. Um, one step we'd like to go even further in, which we haven't, you know, kind of plunged in just yet, is uh, turning our phone off on Friday night and getting it back and turning it back on on Saturday night. That's, but just different steps like that. We've had to learn those because, you know, I, I want to ask you guys who's listening, like how many of you guys are doers? Like how many of you yeah. are like, I am task oriented. And if you take my task away, you take my meaning away, right? I mean, that, that really is true. And like, I think, um, you know, corporate America can kind of mold you without you really knowing it into this person who finds meaning in what they do and accomplish. Yeah, we sell, we love to celebrate in America people being overworked. Yeah. Like we wear like a badge of honor, I saw somebody say one time. And, and, I'm, and I'm totally somebody that falls in that trap. And again, I think what we're really doing with this sermon is we're assessing our spirit as we dive into the goodness of God. And so one of the things you should ask yourself is, you know, how, when I'm forced to rest, how is my spirit? You know, how am I sitting before God when I'm forced to rest. Mm. You know, the third thing that Scott says is that he renews my strength. Mm. And again, this is from verse three, where he says he restores my soul. And I think we need to remind ourselves that what is the well that we go back to when we're hurting? You know, what is the source of life for us? Again, we can replace God with all these things that while they might be good, they're not God. And I think we have this tendency to do this, you know, even with things like, you know, working out. (laughs) If I don't get my workout in, you know, some people are like, this is going to totally mess me up, Mm. you know, or we see people do, and that's a good thing. You know, we see this with family time, you know, we Mm. see this with everything, with our work. If I don't get my project done, you know, if I don't get my vacation in, if I don't, and really what we're missing when we do that sometimes is that we have the greatest source of life, really the only source of life Mm. in front of us every single day. And so are we living out of overflow? 
again, back to this idea that the life that we live is driven by our relationship with Christ, and mm-hmm. all that we do flows out of that, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And if we're doing that, I think we would remind ourselves that, okay, you know, am I relying in prayer? Am I relying in the Word daily? Am I seeking God, you know, with all aspects of my day, and I'm living out of that? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just reminding us that, you know, God is our true source of, source of strength. Right. It's not all of these other things that mm-hmm. while they might help us, they're not the all-ending, you know, power. Right. That well and, will run dry at some point. And so the verse three there says, "He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake." Mm-hmm. So He is strengthening us for His name's sake. I often strengthen myself for my name's sake. And so it, it, it reminds me quickly, like of the the woman at the well when she comes up with the bucket and is trying to get water, and then she leaves with the bucket just sitting there next to the well because what she received was the Lord's strength, not hers. She was looking for the uh, the tangible, I can touch it water. And he says, I'll give you everlasting life, everlasting water. That's that, like a spring that's never ending. That's the difference, right? And that's yeah. really cool. It's like, that's, sometimes I walk up with my bucket and he says, hey man, you're not gonna need that today. Yeah, and I, I think it's, I, I think I recognize as we keep going how much, you know, my spirit needs a series like this, you know, how it's good for us to sit here, you know, as we're listening to this together and we're chatting and really just assess how are we responding to God in these areas and then say, you know what, God, we're going to walk with you in this. And so he continues on and he says, you know, he shows us which way to go. Um, the verse, as you just read, says he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, meaning that what is our source of discernment in life? Who are we trusting into to lead us? You know, is it the word of God? You know, does every decision you make, you know, you got to call, you know, your best bud and help them process you it. Do they get the final say in what's going on in your life? You know, do you, are you driven by the circumstances, the money? What is driving you? You know, are you trusting it? it, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Sure. I don't even know who's listening to this, to be honest. But what I'm just saying is like, these are the questions that we need to assess you know, as we're beginning to dive in this in this series, how is our spirit sitting before God? How are we trusting in Him? And yeah. so, uh, he continues on after that, and he says, "He will walk with me in the valleys." Yeah, yeah. as one of my favorite uh, lyrics of 2020 was, um, "Our God is the God of the mountain, and He's the God of the valley." Yeah. So he, He's the God of the, everywhere, everywhere in between as well. That God meets us in our low places, and He meets us in our high places, and He He's with us. Yeah. Uh, and so when it when it says that, um, you know, He renews my strength, He shows me which way to go, He leads me in paths of righteousness, uh, He'll meet me in the valley. Like like it's it's not it's 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 just nice to remind ourselves, kind of like you're saying, is like some maybe we I need to print this list off and just re- read it out loud to myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to become fickle in mind and just. Think about other things. And And I think think the assessment question here is like, when you're in trial, when you're in struggle, do you feel like you're going through this alone? Mm. Because you're not. Yeah. And so again, as Luke's saying, you know, the truth that we need to remind ourselves is that God is sitting with us in our pains. They got, you know, and in some circumstances, our pain may be the way that God's trying to get to us. I love the C.S. Lewis quote where he says, you know, God whispers in our our triumphs. Mm -hmm. He shouts in our pains. It's his megaphone to rouse the deaf world. You know, that God is sitting with us in our struggle and he's there for us. And so now this next one, I think this one is like the bomb of all bombs that we need to be reminded of in this season. Number six, he says, we will, he will make me secure in an insecure world. 
look, I don't know who you are or where you are or where you fall on the political spectrum or how you feel about different things going on in our world, you know, what you think the problem is with racism or what, you, you know, who you voted for or, you know, how you feel about global issues going on or what you think about the economy. If you've got money in GameStop or you don't, <laughs> the list could go on and on. But what we've been reminded of is that these structures that we've built in our world that we think are self-sufficient, that really can provide lasting um, security and hope, are totally shatterable, breakable things. And I think, so what we need to remind ourselves is, what is our security in? You know, if, if my retirement, you know, went down to a zero, you know, how am I going to relate to God in that? If my retirement went all the way up, you know, doubled, how am I going to relate to God in that? Again, it's it's having this perspective that the goodness of God is about having more of him and not more of these other things that we put our trust in. And so I know that sitting in this season, like, man, we need to be reminded of that. You know, if we, you know, if our candidate won and we're thinking now he's the hero, or if our candidate lost and now we're thinking, oh, America's going to end. Mm-hmm. We need to be reminded of who are we really trusting in in that. And again, I'm not, I'm not getting, I hope you can understand, I didn't say anything about politics. I'm just saying we need to remind ourselves where is our security in in this world that is very, very clearly not secure. That's right, yeah. It, and it's one of my favorite verses, so I may have read this on this podcast before, and I'll probably read it again. But John 16, 33 says, I have, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation and insecurity and trouble and fill in the blank. But take heart because I have overcome the world. You know, our hope is in Christ. Our security is in Christ. It's not in these, you know, you know, volatile things of the world that are one day a hero and the next day are zero. It's really just stopping and putting our hope and trust in Jesus and, 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 and saying, hey, we will walk through tribulation. We will find plenty of places and reasons to be insecure, mm-hmm. but we find security in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so that's just, that's just the yep. good news. We got three more, right. so we'll push on here. So the next one, he says, he will bless me. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, this is the one that we need to make sure we interpret appropriately. And so I think we need to think of this in light of verse 5, where he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with over, with oil. Mm-hmm. My cup overflows. See, the blessings of God, again, and I've been, I've been saying this, so sorry if I sound like a broken record, but the blessings of God are not earthly treasures. The blessings of God is more of himself. Mm. You know, it's him preparing a table before me. It's my cup overflowing out of my relationship with him. It's him carrying me through the trials of life. It's not about the thing he's delivering you through. It's about the relationship that you have with him. And so I think we need to remind ourselves again, what am I, you know, when I'm asking God for things, what am I, am I asking for more of God as much as I'm asking for deliverance from the trial that I'm going through? Mm -hmm. You know, do I want more of his presence in my life? Am I leaning into his word or am I merely just asking him to provide me the things that I want? Yeah. Because what he promises you is more of himself. And, and what I firmly believe, you know, just encouraging you as one of our pastors on staff, is that more of God is actually the thing that your spirit wants if you know it or not. Mm. You really want peace and peace only comes as you sit before the Father. So again, we do that through, wor- through, through reading his word. We do that through prayer. 
We do that in the context of community with other believers, but really that's what you're after anyway. So every time we're bringing something before God, the reality is, so we really should say, God, I want to see more of you mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about Scott's uh, message and the way he's kind of positioning all these things is like, think about God's blessing as the thing that um, he provides that we need. Think about the the rest that he provides. That's a blessing. The blessing of the strength in which he gives us, uh, showing us which way to go in which direction. That's a, that's a blessing. He'll walk with us in the valleys and in the mountaintops. That's a blessing. He will make us secure in an insecure world. That's a blessing. And then of course, number seven is he will bless me. He blesses us in, he blesses us yeah. in all those ways. And none of those uh, are saying that he will give you worldly security or uh, worldly value or monetary you know, increase. It's that he will give him more of it's himself. A deeper knowledge, a growing mm. in relationship with God, growing in Christ-likeness right. and gaining the peace that only comes from sitting before God mm-hmm. in his presence. And, all right, and, we got, real quick, sorry. Yeah, one, no, go for one, it, yeah. one of the most beautiful portions of the sanctification process is that um, as the Christian grows more to become to become more like Christ, their sin becomes more hideous to themselves. Mm-hmm. The, the my fallen condition uh, becomes more uh, not that I can fix it, but it becomes more. I have to rely on the Lord. I have mm-hmm. to rest in the Lord. I have to find my strength from for, from the Lord because I cannot and I never will be able to sustain myself. It's in Christ alone. Yep. All right. So we got two more here before we close it out. So the eighth one that Scott said was, he will be good to me no matter what happens. Again, this is the reminder to us that the goodness of God is about the security that we have in him. It's not about the things of this world. This is verse six, where he says, surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me all of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so again, I think what we're what we're reminding us as we dive into this series is what is the goodness that we're seeking? Is it worldly security or is it in Christ? And the last one here, and then Luke, I'm going to ask you to do something because I think it's the only fitting thing we can do, you know, on this podcast as we jump into this series. Actually, I'm going to ask everybody to do something, and then I'm going to ask you to do something. The last one is He will take me to heaven one day. Mm-hmm. And again, all of these things that we're talking about is having an eternal security before God, trusting in him. And so what I want to encourage you to do, if you're not driving, which again, probably cuts our audience in half right there. Cause mm. I think most people that listen to this, you're driving somewhere. Or just, if, yeah. if you're not driving, as Luke said, I think it would be really good for you to go to our website, stonescrossing.com slash notes and print off this list and circle some of the things that you know, that this is the thing that my flesh struggles to believe. Mm-hmm. Circle those things and let's get ready to dive into these topics together, you know, over the next nine weeks as we look at this series together. And then Luke, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I think it's fitting as we jump into this series to just submit ourselves before God and just pray, you know, God, that you would, you know, illuminate the things to us in our lives that we're not trusting in you in, and that God, we can, you know, rest in you in a way that we really will be living out of overflow of our relationship with you. And so Luke, I'm just going to ask as you close us out, if you'll just pray for us, Mm. Um, And you'll just pray that as we dive into this series, you know, over the next year, that we'll submit ourselves before God, um, that we'll walk humbly, um, and that we'll trust, again, that he's going to bring these things aware to us that might be painful for us to deal with, but ultimately they're going to grow us in peace because they're going to grow us in our relationship with God. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father God, Lord, we just come to you. We, We come to you grateful. 
God, we are in such dire need of your goodness and of your protection, uh, of your strength. And Lord, um, you are our shepherd. And in you, with your strength, we shall not want. Lord, you make us lie down next to green pastures and in still waters, restoring our soul and giving us a path forward to follow after you, Father. And even though often, Father, we will walk through valleys and tough times and struggles, Lord, you give us comfort because you are the rod and you are the staff. We firmly put our hope and trust in you. Lord, you are security in an insecure world. And Lord, you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint us as your sons and daughters. And Lord, we know that in you, goodness and mercy will follow us for all of our days. Lord, we just stop and we're reminded, uh, Lord, that our God is good, that our God is over all the world and that Christ came and even in his tumultuous times and even in his suffering, we can find joy because he has overcome the world. God, remind uh, those believers at Stones Crossing Church in this moment, in this time in history to stand on the rock and not on the sand. And like Spurgeon said, when even the waves of life hit us, we fall back on that rock, not on the rock of ourselves or the work of our hands or the blood, sweat, and tears, but Father, on you. And you are our hope. You are our joy. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for checking out the Sunday Recap this week. Again, if you have any questions, you need prayer. Again, if you just need someone that you can you know, hold you accountable as you say, this is the thing that I want to submit before God as we go through this series. This is the struggle for me to trust in him. Don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us. It's Mitch at stonescrossing.com, Luke at stonescrossing.com. And we're looking forward to being back with you guys next week. Have a good one.